0: and welcome back to Black Hole Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Debris. This is season one, episode 11, Asala. Written by J.H. Wyman and Ryan Wagner. Directed by Eagle... Eagleson? I believe... a guess... Nah, I'm going with the first one. Uh, I gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10. We finally got the long-awaited brian backstory some good parallels love character development if you are hearing any landscaping i don't know why at six o'clock that's what we decided to do but that's what uh, apparently is going around here and i have to head to the gym so i cannot be here all night waiting for whenever they get done because lord knows They'll be sometimes going on forever, it feels. I like that they allowed for Jonathan Tucker to allow his acting skills to shine. And that we really get the... Well, we didn't really get the mystery answered of why now. But it definitely is another indication that the debris is far more sentient than previously... Thought. We start this episode with a team that is honing in on a dangerous piece of debris, and I'm glad that there are more teams out there chasing this debris around. It's not always our 2 the duo that is getting a call of, "Oh look, there's something crazy of this debris somewhere." hazmat Team Four gets closer, and the Lagari reads at 75, and the closer he gets, I think it even went all the way up to a thousand. Um, he gets closer to a woman surrounded by a force field giving off the debris signature and the only thing she will say is Brian Veneventi's name. Say my name, say my name. And this is our first indication that the debris is now connecting or studying those that it comes into contact with but now Fanola isn't the only one it's been drawn to i'm not sure if we can even say that because there was the whole hairline situation even though they didn't actually communicate it was clearly drawn to her for some reason love the domestic scene between brian and finola as coffee has been spilled all over her because he decided that putting it on the dashboard instead of a coffee holder was a much better idea and then of course he didn't foresee any potholes which if you're driving you should always foresee a pothole maybe he's a little reckless but now she smells like mint chocolate chip and i'm like ew and coffee i like mint chocolate chip but i do not think i want to drink it um brian is apologetic but also craving a caramel cappuccino and since she makes him think that she is totally looking for another coffee shop Uh, He makes that request, but she's calling Garcia and he needs to quit with the sugar anyway. Like an old married couple. She calls dad. Well, she calls Garcia. Dad picks up. He is at a petrol station. I love the way in which (laughs) they say words differently. Um, Because he said, y'all don't sell no aluminum foil. But that wasn't even what surprised me the most. Y'all really don't sell aluminum foil?
1: Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying?
0: Mm, Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. always lying lying to me too much. Lying so much you know. Gas stations stay stocked with random shit that nobody will ever ask them about. And one of those items is aluminum foil. So... I think that that gas station, petrol station attendant was just being lazy. And so this is when she learns that her father has Garcia's phone and his van because he is off to Virginia to get a closer, um, a closer, or get closer to the antenna to boost the signature for the scanner that he's using and putting together. She is surprised that he is out of the house alone since somebody just tried to kill you and you're supposed to be keeping a low profile and here you are just driving all over the state. She tells uh, or he tells her you're asking too many questions which is distracting me so stop worrying I'm perfectly capable.
1: Why the fuck you lying?
0: Why you always lying? Mm, oh my god. Stop fucking lying. Was it me or did he just purchase raw meat? i see no pots no pans i don't see a grill that he purchased as well i don't see some logs in the back where he might build a campfire he tells finola it's imperative that she gets the ligari files brian gets a call from tom to alert them to the fact that a woman is out here saying your name in cedarville so off to maryland they go where we finally okay i finally get tom back on my screen The actor's name is Tom, too, and um, just always nice to see him around with his muscular shoulders and tall length. Maddox is checking out debris in a warehouse full of it without the necessary paperwork, and since he has autonomy, apparently no one is sus about this. Win, 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 no matter what. We also did not get an answer at the end of the episode of exactly what he was doing. Back in Cedarville, there is no debris to be found. Mariel, a school teacher, was just hiking when the shimmer began to follow her before she plopped down in the grass, summer child nineteen sixty. Brian introduces himself, him and Fanola in hazmat, to Mariel saying, you know, you asked for me, here I am. She then begins recounting aspects of his life and his time in Sarobi, Afghanistan, even intimate details such as conversation. They take her back to the facility where she is placed in an observable room. But Brian asks again how she knows him mario says jensen and i'm going to miss you when you're gone brian brian getting even more creeped out was really well done by the actor he's like okay that was the last words my mom said to me before i left for afghanistan what the hell's going on i mean what the hell is going on i realize he did not have additional conversation about that so is his mom still alive or has she passed on? Shout out also to the actress playing Mariel, Erin Carpluck. She had a very stellar performance between Fifty Shades of Scary and Possessed. She touches Brian and we flash back to Afghanistan. And we have Brian with a bushy ass beard. Oh hell no! That beard announced his conflict and depression with the world because... It clearly just grew without any control on his face. And I know it didn't grow normally. <laughs> it was so much. It was like the beard of disaster. You're just like, oh shit, goddamn. <laughs> he sees the chair, but it disappears. Currently, he is unconscious and unresponsive. And they get him on a gurney and out for a scan finola asks what mario did to him but she only repeats broken conversations from brian's history in afghanistan brian is told command has given orders on an op he's rather disenchanted with the whole thing thinking it rather late to show up with assistance to begin with or make a change in this area presently brian is having a neurological event so she calls Tom for an update on the debris location and will send more agents as the Simmer must have come from somewhere and it's connected to her boo. Not only just a psycholic psych, psychiatrically, psychologically, psychologically, there we go, but physically as well, matching heart rates to Mariel. She's able to pull up the coordinates that he is talking about leading back to his past, once again, Brian thinks his recon mission is a setup for him to fail. Disillusioned with his government and a mean to teasing by his squad, he's trying to just keep his shit together. He also made sure that Asala, a girl that was injured during one of the ops, her hand was treated and Jensen has to go and check out a kid that's just hanging around because you never know when one might be an actual bomber which is sad and an unfortunate uh, truth Asala stops Brian's troop when they're headed out to speak with him as he knows he saved her she says her baba is a good man and knows they are looking for bad men in the village and doesn't want him to be killed she was already separated from her father and brother he tells her that she has nothing to worry about and they stop by the base to listen to music or he learns that they stop by the base to listen to music as it is food for the soul there are insurgents spotted by another team that want their team to join in brian's on a raid with the pretty ambitious man in charge named miller jensen wants to get the glory so brian decides to go long Finola is getting a pretty active dialogue of events unfolding. Maddox has the audacity to come in looking concerned. Oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you very, very I did love Finola's barely concealed look of disgust. Like I know what you did bitch. She was very, like, together in her interactions. I have to give it up to her. Other than that one moment where she was like, oh, I gotta deal with them. him. Him. <laughs> she, she played it cool. She asked if he knows what Operation Falcon was, and he surprisingly says he does. As we hear Mariel say that they need to retrieve a high-value target named Al Malik. And tells Manella it was very important to brian kind of like a defining moment for him while miller is concerned about getting success brian is helping the locals with medical care asala comes to visit and talks about going to america due to her father being a doctor oh the finola parallels and he introduces her to the piano tunes of elton john I i can't think of to not about. i really 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 want to see brian playing piano i think that's something that we all deserve for him learning how to play piano brian has complicated views on the conflict believing when she says i hope this is over one day that they are here for all the right reasons but that good intentions can go wrong she believes sola is always possible which means peace an optimist very much like Fanola as well. She offers a deal to show him where the Taliban are located in the village. But that nothing happens to her baba. He promises to keep him safe. But she is to stay absolutely out of it. They don't need that type of assistance. The he carried was of her and her baba. Clearly he just ripped off the one part and kept the other. But we also see that his camera had fell out of the bag. Uh, She doesn't return his camera without some information for him. Because one of the guys is like, you left this, Asala left it for you, or you dropped it. And then she realizes that she has provided key information of Al Malik and his uh, confirmed whereabouts. Which is exactly what they needed, since it was looking as if the op was going to be unsuccessful, as he was out of reach. The question of why Brian does come up, and that is a very good question. Is it just because these two have interacted with the debris, so it is just, you know, doing its study based on the people that it does come into contact with? Who else has it come in? I mean, it's come into contact with. Um, with the father as well even if they used it to reanimate him it now has information raw data on who these people are but we don't know why now i have a, a guess but it's a very weak one she notates that the debris cloned him thus it had access to his memories and that debris is communicating with each other as it contains that information passing it along from piece of debris to piece of debris this kind of freaks out maddox just a bit Ryan's memory is connected to a network but she doesn't know why this one specifically maddox points out she was scanned as well and concludes well i guess it has my information data too if i'm correct matt finds the debris but it's already shut down so what the debris decided to just deactivate like it's able to make a shimmer (laughs) and decide when it wants to talk to someone it just takes over a host because it, it was a life or death situation or a connection the shimmer followed mary mariel and must be part of her now the doc thinks it's time to attempt to sever the connection resetting brian's brain with electroshock therapy which maddox does approve but it also was like no at least i was (laughs) like not electroshock therapy he asked the doc out of earshot of finola of course about brian's last shot and they wonder if that is what drew the debris to him the doc isn't so sure saying that we just sent him that shot and that the blood doesn't show any markers maddox wants his dosage up if he gets through this as it might be losing its effectiveness. Look how they with my boy. Of course, my immediate question was, well, are they actively blocking the debris from detecting him? They clearly know a lot more than they are saying. He tells Asala, Brian, in a flashback that what she did was brave. She knows wherever you are, there are good men and there are bad men uh she just wants to save her baba as she is losing hope finola here's brian's promise not to fail her and i'm sure this was relatable to him because he's also having a crisis of faith and they're both taking some risks here surprise surprise but not really (laughs) maddox is actually in the room when the attack is planned and introduces himself even in the flashback he's like how do you know my name this is because he met him after the fa- or he knew him before he introduced himself i should say he says i've been watching you i admire your effectiveness when brian is with a friend who is awfully concerned he admits that it's all starting to wear down on him he wants to protect hope he needs to protect it and i'm like oh it's all making sense right now all of the dominoes are, are lining up He tells Asala to get her grandfather to safety in the mountains as the electroshock therapy uh, continues to be unaffected. The op begins to go on as it unfolded until eventually the shocking is able to get through to him as he declares that he knows what is going to happen and stops himself. Asala dies, we see. I was like, oh no, did she die in crossfire? He takes her to her baba. Brian sees Mario knowing she's the debris and asks why it is making him recall this. She offers a hand, but just as he is about to take it, the connection is finally severed. Brian begs to see Mario, but she is dead. I did have to throw a little bit of shipping in here because... There was a moment before the, the therapy started that Finola had put her hand on Brian's chest and she says, you know, just wake up. She is pleading with him. It's it's just enough, right, for the relationship in which they've built right now. And I like the way they consistently are doing that. It speaks of a family, a familial relationship, um, just someone who you, you really see as your person. Brian finishes telling the story to Fanola later on that there was an ambush plan for Brian's team and Asala ran back to warn him because she didn't want Brian to think that she had betrayed them and then she was killed by the insurgents. A few days later, he found other insurgents hiding up in the mountains and he took his revenge except these insurgents were protected by the CIA. It landed him in prison and they were going to charge him for a war crime until Maddox saved his life. And now we know why it was not quite so easy for him to just turn on him and why he was a yes man for a very long time. And now uh, is using him as a guinea pig for for that service. Because Lord only knows what these injections like. He needs to start speaking up on this. I thought this was the episode in which we would... But I'm wondering also how much he knows. She is understanding about his entire past and asks if he will be all right since Ferris just sent over the Lagari files. Brian says that I keep this photo not to remember, but to for not to forget what happens, or I guess what, how he felt when he lost something that he invested in. Brian's dose is up with Maddox spooked that he's the only one that the debris has reached directly out to. I'm like, I don't know about that. With Brian knowing he was close to getting an answer, he did not want it to stop, but they're like, you could have also died. Maybe the debris is like you have your mission. You wanted to protect Hope. That is now Fanola, Protect her at all costs. But he was already on that train, so I'm kind of, that's where I'm like, I'm lukewarm with that supposition. <laughs> Maybe it's the father. I don't know. Um, We then leave the episode with a Native American man coming out and talking about a story in the Arizona desert. What I immediately honed in on was his um, words about the black wind. I don't like that kind of talk. I have no theories about this because I'm just, I'm not great at theorizing. I'm sorry. It's not my strong suit. (laughs) All I can do is work with the, the elements that are here and it's just not enough for me. I will say, and we have not talked about it, mainly because I just don't know what to make of it. I know people who are thoroughly intrigued by the rabbit hole will try to put together but i I need like a lot more before i start drawing any conclusions there have been some uh after in, in the credit scenes if you've been paying attention some dialogue that can lead to other things that might be happening outside of the show like i said if that's your if that's your jam you know, have edit. it. <laughs> Once it makes some impression upon the show, maybe I'll start going back and putting them together to see how they teased it out. But I think that that kind of interaction has is, is never been particularly for me, even when Westworld, which is one of my favorite puzzle box shows, had like a site where you can go on. And I was like, yeah. It's <laughs> where I draw the line where i i mean i barely paid attention to the expanse beginning credits and if i didn't just love that song so much i probably would not have been picking up on the season five clues that they were showing <laughs> so never been in my strong suit of wanting to theorize based on little snippets that are like literally 60 seconds if not shorter, long but that's out there if you want I just know someone was like do you know about the yes I do I do I just have nothing to add unfortunately so here we are if you want to break it down feel free Blackocouch at gmail.com we do have one piece of feedback from shy so let's jump into the mail back and hear what she has to say on the episode
1: Christina, I am here to talk about debris episode 11 um, this was another really really good episode filled with drama and what the hell is going on moment um, we finally got an answer to the question of who that was in the picture that Brian had a while back um, which was great and I like that we're getting, um, like, we're just seeing the connections between the different episodes and, like, callbacks to earlier things, and I like that we, um, there's an explanation that makes sense in regards to why this woman, this random woman, high school teacher in Maryland, was asking for Brian and so I'm very interested in finding out more about that because I feel like that's more going to lean that whole network thing that um Fanola and Brian are part of the network I think that's going to be more uh, towards season season two type um you know figuring all that out and I don't know I don't trust Maddox I just don't like him learning stuff it's like (laughs) I feel like he's gonna use this information against them um, because you know they are collecting this debris and I'm wondering with her with her saying that that she you know cuz she was affected by the debris too and so she's probably part of this network that the debris is communicating amongst the different parts of the breeze around the world um if he's going to extract some information because I always feel like he's on the verge of like he knows something and he's just not saying and I'm wondering what he went in there to get um out of that storage or warehouse um what is he using that for so yeah I feel like yeah, I'm, obviously we're not supposed to trust Maddox, but I'm, I'm really curious as to know what his in-game is. And Brian did pose a good... Was it Brian that posed a good question? Well, one of them posed a good question about why did they single him out? Like, what, what was that about? And so that's going to be something that I would love to know about. But yes, the fact that the Debris is communicating with other parts of the Debris is really fascinating to me um i thought it was the brian finola stuff in this episode was cute um the fussing at each other in the beginning like a married couple when um finola spilled their coffee um, and you know just throughout this episode finola's um concern and stress and you know seeing brian going through what he went through not knowing if he's going to survive how emotional she was getting and all of that stuff so even though they're trying to maintain this professional friendship you can see that the closeness and that connectedness is just seeping through um and even more in this episode i'm curious about these injections that um brian is getting wonder where we're going with that like what exactly is the issue did they talk about that before like what, what, is, what he's taking them for if so I must have missed that. The fact that Maddox has been watching Brian since he's been in the military and he's the one that got him out of prison when he was being charged with war crimes so we get more and more backstory as to his indebtedness to Maddox and why he was um how why he was loyal which really Tells, tells you a lot that you know of his feelings and his um and respect for Fanola that he's willing to risk all of that um to help her and her father out and I do see that and I'm, I'm going on a thing about uh about parallels but you know we had we saw Asala and that Paranel, uh, this and Brian just has this need to help Um, and especially, I mean, obviously he was attracted to Asala and Fanola reminds me of Asala in a lot of ways, um, in regards to like her optimism, her views on life, her hope, her, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, I think that's something that Brian is attracted to, um, which is why, you know, he's, Fanola drew him. In with her thoughts about her father, and then when it came to light that her father was alive and all that stuff, I, I, those same types of feelings I feel um, came to the surface. And he's just a teddy bear at heart, you know. He just has that desire to, you know, be a good guy. And I'm glad to know that his war crimes stem from his. Devastation over, you know, what happened to Asala, and not just him being this crazy, whatever. I knew that already, but it's good to see that what that was about. I think Vincent Fanola is the one that's talked about how they're experiencing them the way um, they're experiencing the debris. Um, so that it's like they're each. Experimenting, or you know, on each other, or or exploring each other, or trying to figure out the other. So while they're um, studying this debris and what it all means, the debris is doing the same thing. And I'm really curious about where it came from. Who are the occupants? What what is going on? Are they on this earth? And then the ending scene really got me ramped up. You know, is this like supposed to be? Are they trying to take? Are they coming to this planet to try to take over? Are they explorers? Um, We see the Native American guy um, talking about the Blackwater grandfather, and then talking about the different colors of metal—blue, yellow, white, and black—and that the Black Wind is coming. So I'm wondering if the debris are strategically placed in certain areas, and then this is going to bring about some type of a event in regards to the black wind like is it the end of the world or they some type of an extinction coming or is some invasion i don't know so i'm very curious about what all that means so that that ending scene was obviously meant something and so i'm dying to know what it means (sighs) and then i'm like where is george going I mean, I don't think it's good that he's out and about, out and open. I just, I don't know. I just got this feeling like something's gonna happen to him. He's gonna get caught. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously they're not looking for him, but if the wrong person sees him or gets you know, figures out it's him, I don't, you know, there's cameras everywhere. Dang it. So, and then what's we'll up with the aluminum foil? So, obviously his experience, his, the experience that he's been through it's meaning that he needs this for some reason to I don't know I, I have no idea he had to sleep with it and I mean I don't know why he just didn't go to the grocery store or now you know, you know. So, there are some gas stations that have aluminum foil. I'm not gonna lie I've seen it so again I'm curious about the injections um, Maddox is talking about upping his dosage so I wonder what that means um because obviously what happened when was it Sorobi <clears throat> when they were in Afghanistan and they had that um Taliban insurgent that they that he's being charged with war crimes on something must have happened to him then he was in prison for that and so yeah or no Was it or what it had to do with what happened between him and Garcia with the debris. I don't know. So that's still up in the air as to what's going on. But I did love I just I just enjoy this show. The show is just really, really good and there hasn't been an episode really that's been like, you know, completely or horrible or not good. I mean some are better than others, but for the most part I've been intrigued this whole season I've been loving every episode I can't wait to the next episode there's so many unanswered questions, unanswered questions still um, we need to and I know we're not gonna get any answers so I'm very curious at the type of cliffhanger we're gonna get and I wonder if it has to do with the father because he's going and so they got the files whatever they call the files And so I'm wondering what they're going to find out with that. So it's just so much happening and so much coming together and so many unanswered questions still that I am definitely looking forward to this penultimate and the finale. And I'm glad we're getting a season two. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy
0: that was shy with her thoughts on the episode so i don't have much to say other than um they totally had aluminum foil i'm just they're at every gas station i've ever went to because i'm always going through the things like why the fuck they got aluminum foil up in here <laughs> so um I, I my only guess is that he's using it so that someone does not track him it's not like influx was just two people and they went away and um that's a very valid reason why finola would be concerned and i wouldn't trust him out in the universe by himself either and i don't know why he had raw meat like are you about to go wrestle with a bear not to go laura a mountain lion I-, I don't know but uh i would enjoy seeing a scene in which he um gets a little spiritual with the native american we know they they types of stuff is is out off the chain uh, i heard the next episode is supposed to be heavy finola and brian emotions of family and stuff like that uh, which you seem to expose upon a lot so you will enjoy that i believe friday um nbc is giving their fall lineup is it fall lineup shit i can't track what I, I don't know what part of the year I'm in anymore <laughs> but uh there also could poss- be the possibility that they will um they will not announce a, a season two if there is because it is on the bubble until after the finale episode so they might just do a quick numbers run at the end they are taking into account the dvr numbers from what i can see out there uh, but i'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole i just happened to click on that article when it said shows on the bubble um so there you go if you want to join in the next episode's conversation black Couch at or you can leave a comment below on this podcast if you've wants to send an audio 10 minutes or less or you can send written format as well my social media will be below remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic